Ladies and gentlemen, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world and whenever you are tuning into this video. My name is James Porcelli. And I'm Brian Thomas. And welcome to another edition, a weekend edition of Ruthless Talk. We are going to jump straight into it. I want to thank everybody for watching our first uh, season four premiere yes. episode uh, just this past Thursday that is available on our YouTube channel as well as on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We talked about AEW World's End, talked about Samoa Joe winning the AEW World title, as well as The Rock and his big return and calling out the head of the table, Roman Reigns himself. We dissect all of that, so make sure you guys go check that out if you haven't already. But that was Thursday, and today is Saturday, and this is another topic that has been, uh, before we get into SmackDown, a SmackDown is going to be uh, the next topic that we're going to get into later on this show. But the first topic that I want to get into um, is something that has also been brewing in the wrestling world, and that person's name is Mercedes Monet, a.k.a. Sasha Banks. So the rumors, or that's what we've been seeing in regards to in the past several days, there's been a lot of teases as well from Mercedes about where she's going to go. She's no longer in contract with, with New Japan. There's been talks about her in WWE. They've been in talks. Also, Deal's been in talks as well. And now we're hearing that all of those deals and those negotiations have pretty much just been ended. Um, and now there's more talks about the fact that a that her and AEW are getting closer to a deal as we get further into or as we are entering into this new calendar year. So and here's the thing. And now it's also on top of the fact that, you know, Mercedes herself is looking for the best available offer that is on the table. And that is part of it. And Brian, I'll get to your thoughts in just a second in regards to that she wants more money than what WWE is offering Charlotte Flair. I don't see the issue in regards to that Brian. Like what's she wants more money? Freaking done. Where, where where do I where do I sign? Where where how many zeros do I need to put it, it on this check for for her? Cuz guys, I'm gonna, I've said this so many freaking times when it comes to Mercedes. And I understand I'm a fan of Mercedes and there's a lot of fans that are, are, are a fan of Mercedes Monet. But she is arguably the, if not the, one of the best female professional wrestlers in this industry. And in the she world. Is, in, the, in the world, absolutely. Yep. In the world, in professional wrestling as a whole. Um, and the fact that she wants more money than Charlotte Flair, that's something that she has earned, right? I don't like to use the word deserving because she has earned that because because mm -hmm. I've always said this too, Brian, she is everybody's best match. You can't say that about a lot of female wrestlers in this industry. If you don't believe me, I mean, let's go down the line. Bailey, right? Charlotte Flair herself, Asuka, Carmella, Becky Lynch. Everybody's best match has, is if it's not the one of, of their best matchups mm -hmm. that you're going to talk about no these emails involves Sasha Banks because she's the best in this industry. You can't say that about anybody else. So listen, man, if she wants that money, if she wants that deal and WWE as well as AEW, I mean, you know, as I know we talk a lot only about those two companies on this platform, but those are honestly the only two people or at least the two companies that can quite offer her that deal. Um, but honestly, man, we also talked about, and we just talked about it before we came on here, 
the teases that she's been hinting on social media. A lot of it's been about WWE, WWE, you know, going to all of these uh, WWE live events, meaning, you know, obviously she has a lot of friends that are still in the industry, people like Bailey and people like others, mm -hmm. right? So, and now the fact that there's now talks have been ended and now there's talks about now, oh, they're getting closer to a deal with AEW. I don't know. Things just don't seem to add up. And, and, and honestly, Brian, and I'll send this off to you. If anybody is going to put Mercedes Monet on that pedestal, right? Because no matter where she goes, she's going to be one of the top stars in the industry. Right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Right. But I don't believe anybody outside of WWE is truly going to put her on that pedestal. And I'll explain more about that in just a second. But Brian, I'd love to I'd love to get your thoughts about this. Uh, just your thoughts about, you know, Mercedes and where she's going to end up and just your overall thoughts in regards to this situation. Oh, man, Mercedes Monet. Um, <laughs> so let me start by, by saying this, man. Uh, you're absolutely right. She, Mercedes Monet, Sasha Banks, you know, Mercedes Vernado. She is one of at least the top three, if not arguably the best female wrestler in the world today. I and you know, granted, it's subjective, but that's that's my opinion. Mm -hmm. Um, I let me ask you this, man. Like, so you know, we there's a lot of returns here, especially lately, right? And you can go back through the years. <clears throat> How many female wrestlers ever in the history of female wrestling? Um, you know, have walked out of the WWE, you know, for whatever reason, left millions or hundreds of hundreds of thousands on the table or whatever it was, and then went out and made themselves bigger, more of a commodity, mm -hmm. better, you know, better, you know, skills in ring, promo, wardrobe, you know, all of it. Right. Um, I mean, you could argue Mickey James, maybe you could arguably make a case for her. Um, uh, that's probably it. Uh, Trinity fought two was coming back now, uh, but I, I wouldn't say Trinity was at already at that superstardom level anyway. Um, but even Trinity, um, she has, I think grown in leaps and bounds since, you know, leaving WWE. Um, so for a female to do that, um, shout out to her kudos to her man and that that's that's why like if we live in a capitalist society right and these all these professionals are independent contractors and and they're supposed to be theoretically paid on how good they are how much merchandise or how much you know eyeballs they're drawing how much is there a connection with the audience are you putting asses in seats sasha banks does that she checks every box charlotte flair does not and, and you know, I I am not coming at this from like a completely shitting on Charlotte negative. I, I'm just saying the truth. Like if if I've said this from the start, like if you want to just take the four horsemen or four horsewomen, um, Charlotte's arguably the weakest of those. Um, I think or, or weakest maybe the wrong word. I, I don't know what the word is, but anyway, like I I think the other three are better. Um, so yeah, the idea that Sasha, you know, would want more money, you know, in a capitalist society where she's betting on herself and she's, she's cat, she's delivered. Um, so yeah, you know, give that woman her money, man. Like what, 
what do we what are we stalling her out for like come right. on man absolutely um so yeah in all that aspect um look i i'm and with anybody's return like i i'm not i don't believe shit until they show up wherever they're gonna be you know mm-hmm. speculation speculation yes i would i think she's a better fit in wwe to come back there with just all the potential storylines already in place um you know past feuds new feuds rio ripley's a star now um so yeah and and just with AEW, if, if you're if we're just being real with it like what have they done with the female division in the past six to 12 months? I mean, mm-hmm. your top female star in the company, the entirety of the company has barely been on TV in the last year. Um, so just judging by that, man, I mean, look, I, I think she's going to succeed wherever she goes because she's that good. Mm-hmm. Um, I would prefer to see her in WWE. I, I think, um, while the regime has changed there, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, the more things change, the more things stay the same. Maybe, possibly, you know, we don't really know. Um, and maybe she harbors, you know, real, tri- maybe Triple H is part of it. You know, I, who knows? Um, it wouldn't mm-hmm. seem like it, you know, because she is putting teases out there with like Triple H's face in the background and, you know, whatever. So, um, yeah, I, I hope she's in WWE. If I'm just throwing it out there guessing, I would say really realistically, the return is either at Rumble or at Mania. One of those two. Um, but I'm excited to see wherever she goes because she's one of the best ever. Yeah. Um, no, dude, you're not wrong. You are 100% right um, about Sasha or Mercedes Monet in that in that regard. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, you said it earlier as well. I mean, you know, we talked about with CM Punk, like there was talks, you know, even earlier on when Punk and WWE were having talks and those ended. And then now look where Punk has ended up. And <laughs> right. I've stated that before. I'm like, guys, yep. CM Punk, eventually, I didn't think it was going to be at Survivor Series, but eventually this dude will be back because they honestly always come back, Brian. And I understand we talk about <laughs> these wrestlers. Seriously. These no, wrestlers, no, no. I was, I'll, I'll finish up. Yeah, go ahead. Right. Th- these wrestlers, right. Even though, I'm sure to an extent they know that they're booked poorly and they know that they're they know their worth and they know what they're capable of doing in this industry. That's why people like Trinity and Mercedes walked out in the first place. Mm-hmm. You know, even like a Bailey, like guys, Bailey just re-signed a five-year contract. And guys, she has been booked poorly, but she knows that she's not going to get the pedestal that's bestowed upon her in any other industry. Because here's Pro- the thing, too, not. Brian. Like the, the problem with other companies like an AEW, like TNA, is not the talent. They have the they mm-hmm. have the talent, mm-hmm. all the talent in the world. But, but it's it's people like Mercedes Monet, it's people like a Tony Storm, it's people like a Diana Perrazzo, who just is now officially all elite in, in AEW. Yep. But they can only do so much from what they are able to bring to the table. But it's part of, but it's the stage. It's the product that needs to not set them up for failure, mm-hmm. right? It's mm-hmm. because that's the thing. They <clears throat> can put on all the great matches in the world, but if you're not setting these people up to succeed and as well as the stage just being too small, right? Like, right. yes, yeah, Mercedes could go to AEW and she could be like, 
pretty much, you know, quote unquote, the nucleus of the women's division, the focal point of the division. Absolutely. But how much can she do on her own, you know, without much of the company, aka, you know, Tony Khan and, and others, setting them up for failure? Because guys, like, let, let me go down the line. CM Punk. Just earlier, you know, we said that he was going to move the needle and he's and he's capable of moving the needle. But it's people like AEW that poorly book CM Punk. This guy's the first thing that CM Punk did when he got there was be a part of a six man tag with FTR right, right from the jump. And then yep. listen, we love FTR, but right from the jump, man, you've got to give a reason. You can't just rest solely on the name. It's just like, oh, we just signed this big star. Come and watch our product. It doesn't work that way. Right. You still have to get people a reason to tune in. That's the booking as well as just the stage, right? Eight Edge, Adam Copeland. As much as we enjoy what him as well as Christian Cage are bringing to the table right now, there's still a problem in regards to viewership. There's still AEW Dynamite, their flagship show, is still having trouble of even getting to 900,000 in viewership on an overall overall consistency. And that's a problem, man. Mm-hmm. And as much as and I love Edge, and as much as personally as we like that, there's still there's still something missing in regards in regards to that, as well as the stage being too small. And and when it comes to Mercedes Monet, there's no other stage, there's no other company that is going to rightfully put her on that pedestal because Mercedes gonna she's gonna do what she does best. And that is just freaking she's going to become the best female wrestler in the world. And that's the thing, right? I always talk about great wrestlers, right? She is because she is one of the best wrestlers in the Mm -hmm. world, if not the best wrestler in the world. But here's the thing, though, guys, it's all but that's just the icing on the cake for Mercedes Monet. The icing on the cake is her wrestling. The cake itself is Mercedes Monet herself, the character itself, what she you know her how she makes you believe in her character and, mm-hmm. and and the mystique of her character and the storylines that she can produce you know don't believe me go back and watch her shit over in nxt and when she first started on the main roster in, in, in wwe it, it all that's all what it comes back to you know and, and listen people like diana perrazzo people like tony storm are going to do tremendous things but it, it's all about setting the stage up for them properly and i feel like the only place for people like Sasha Banks to truly succeed and to truly put her back on that pedestal is WWE. And she knows that like, guys, right, she right. freaking knows that man. <clears throat> and I'm sure a lot, she's, she's been talking to a lot of people in that locker room, people like Bailey and people like others. Right. And, and that's just, you know, and if, listen, she wants more money than what Charlotte, than what people like Charlotte Flair are getting done. Where, where, where do I sign, bro? She's frick exactly, bro. She's <laughs> earned it, not deserved it, but she's freaking earned it. And mm-hmm. also keep that in mind, guys. You're seeing a lot of re-signings as of late. People like Charlotte, people like Bailey, people like Selena Vega, you know, because now we're getting, you know, around that time frame to where shortly after WrestleMania, and it's it's known that a lot of cuts are going to be made at as shortly after WrestleMania. And a lot of those ta- and a lot of those people that are going to get cut. Are unfortunately going to be talent. So WWE right now is kind of you know they're it's it's like picking people in gym class, right? Oh, uh, Charlotte Flair, Bailey, and then everyone right, else is right, kind right. of being left to the wayside, right? That's what WWE is doing right now, gathering gathering all their pieces to where once WrestleMania comes to an end shortly after, and then they have to make quote unquote 
budget cuts because it's coming <laughs> because of this flywheel that I record about profits. We got to make budget cuts. <laughs> exactly, bro. Exactly, man. Exactly. As well as, you know, because of the, like I said, the capitalism, the only way it works, right? Right. Exactly. So, so yeah. it's coming, man. So you, so that's just like, the, so just keep that in mind, guys, with all these resignings, it, it's setting, it's setting up for people to get cuts. And what I mean mm. by people, it's going to be talent, but that that's a different story. But for Mercedes, man, like, listen, if she wants that money, freaking give it to her. If WWE drops the ball with this, that would be a huge, huge freaking mistake because the only company that can provide that stage that can provide that pedestal for Mercedes Monet, it's WWE. You know, she's going to be a good, she's going to be a top star in any other company, right? TNA Impact. TNA Impact is one of the best female women's divisions ever. Yeah. But they can only do so much. And they're still known mm. as this, uh, this little cute little promotion that, that, that tried to compete with WWE years ago. And that's honestly what AEW is probably going to be in the near future. They're not going to be out of business. They're not going to be like freaking this unknown freaking, you know, wrestling company that only survived a handful of years. No, AEW is still going to be around in the next five to 10 years. But how big are they going to be when that time comes? So, and yeah. it's all about the stage, setting the stage, you know, for people like Mercedes Monet. And that's just what it is, man. So Brian, before we get to SmackDown, man, your final thoughts in regards to all that. Yeah, two quick final thoughts, man. Uh, the first one being, like, I don't think there's another industry or business or, or anywhere in life you could find where, you know, the idea of hell freezing over, like, oh, that's never going to happen. It does not happen anywhere more than professional wrestling. So, you know, being a fan of, of wrestling for 40-plus years, and look, as wrestling fans, if we don't realize and rec recognize this by now, then... I, I don't know what you're looking at. I mean, yeah, mm -hmm. it, everything everything comes back around eventually. Absolutely. Um, and that being said, and like to your point, I think kind of what you're saying, like with Sasha in the WWE, right? And, and compare that to to Edge and Christian in AEW. Both great stars. I, I think they're doing phenomenal work. Christian, I, I would say even especially so in the past year, you know, you extrapolate that, and this is no fault of AEW per se, <clears throat> you know, they're a new company, but you extrapolate that out and put that same storyline in WWE with Edge and Christian and say, you know, if it was a different point in time, say instead of having, um, uh, what's the kid's name? Um, Nick Wayne. Nick Wayne. Yeah. You had um, uh, uh, Guerrero. Um, shit, what's his name? <laughs> Dom. Dom. Dom, and yeah, then Dom and, and then in the place of um Nick Wayne's mom, Vicky Guerrero. These like these things, and because Sasha's been in AEW, like these things and these moments are already built in to the AEW audience storyline recollection, and, and to a larger degree, the, the wrestling world audience, but there is there is some difference between an AEW audience and a WWE audience. So like what you're saying with Sasha, like these moments, the pedestal she could be on, the storylines you could tell, because she has that history with so many people throughout WWE. That's what AEW can't re that can't give her, right? You, you can't you can't go to AEW and do that. You can be great and create new things, and maybe she wants to. You know, I want to wrestle new people. Maybe so. Um, but I think that's what's missing that AEW can't give to any wrestler. CM Punk, 
Edge, Christian, any of these mm-hmm. guys or females right now. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. that's it. Absolutely. And history has just told us that, you know, as much as we, you know, like certain things about AW, people like Edge and Christian and what they're providing. People like Tony Storm and Tony Storm has been doing a phenomenal job. And I'm sure the same goes for Deanna Perrazzo and what AEW has mm-hmm. to offer. But nobody, guys, and I mean, nobody is going to put somebody on a pedestal like Mercedes Monet, Sasha Banks, the way WWE can. And, and that's right. and that's just it. That's just the facts, man. Yeah. Um, so we'll see, you know, and, and as well as just the stage, right? The stage is like that's just where Mercedes belongs. And again, she knows that, man. Like WrestleMania mm-hmm. is right around the corner. No right. Royal Rumble. We've spoken about AJ Lee all the time as well, as of late as well. So, you know, we'll see, man. We we, we shall see. Um, as well, shout out to also Charlotte Flair. I know she just had surgery. Uh, she made a post in regards to uh, her surgery. So make sure uh, just, you know, giving her her well wishes and everything. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, Mercedes, she's going to come back to wrestling. It's uh, it's all about who is going to be able to put pen to paper at the end yeah. of the day. So whether it's WWE, AEW, um, and that's that that's where we're at right now. So, of course, we'll keep everybody posted to see. <laughs> What happens? But yeah, Brian, yeah, go ahead, man. You're, if you're I'm Mercedes Monet, I'm walking into every mo- every meeting with, you know, pay me what you owe me. I- I'm carrying my boom box <laughs> with me in every meeting. Pay me For, what hey, you owe me. <laughs> there you go. Hey, and I'm sure she does as well. Like, yeah, hey, listen, right. she, she seems like a woman that's just like, just straightforward. I right, listen, like either you yeah. give me the money that I have asked for, that I have earned, or I am not coming here, right? Mm-hmm. I have done everything everything in this industry for 10 plus years, either you give me the money that I have earned, right? And I'm able to control the mystique of my character and everything else, right? Then I will sign on the dotted line. But if not, then sorry, not sorry. So, but we'll see. Um, But like, but we know for a fact that whatever Charlotte Flair is getting, Sasha should be getting just that amount, if not more, than charlotte flair because guys mm-hmm. whether you like this or not and i don't give a shit how many people i make upset whoever comes across this video sasha banks mercedes monet is 10 times better as an overall performer an entertainer yep. than charlotte flair herself and listen they're gonna try to and listen wwe you know they they're gonna push charlotte flair they've been doing it for eight plus years and there's nothing wrong with that right that's that it's their company that's who they want to push but at some point, man, for eight plus years, if something is still not moving the needle, how great are they really? When right. Sasha Banks, she hasn't wrestled in months and she's the main topic, the main focal point in the wrestling world. You know, it's just <laughs> that's yep. that's just that's just my that's just my uh, my take in regards to that. But we'll see. Uh, we, we shall see. I know as for a lot of Mercedes Monet fans, you know, we're, we are going to go wherever she goes. We just hope that everything lines up when she does come back into wrestling but much love to her and much love to charlotte flair and hopefully she uh, she makes a quick and speedy recovery from her injury so but let us dive into smackdown let's get straight into it so again we won't review this entire show we do have three topics for you guys today so our first topic for smackdown involves the united states championship picture so as of course there has been a tournament because brian what's professional wrestling today without a tournament and there was Mm -hmm. another one uh for the united states championship over the past several weeks and it came down to kevin owens and santos escobar um yesterday and it pretty much took up a good chunk of the entire first hour last night um and kevin owens wins this match it was kind of a weird ending freaking 
Kevin Owens hit the pop-up power bomb, and then Santos just gets right back up and just walks straight into the corner just to run straight into a stunner. So the the ending was kind of odd. Um, I don't yeah. know if anybody caught that or whatever, but that was just a very weird ending. Uh, Logan Paul's on commentary. He gets into the ring. He starts, you know, talking his shit or whatever. Um, and then KO <laughs> gives him a KO and knocks him out clean um, in the middle of the ring. So, of course, setting up their matchup for uh, Royal Rumble, which is going to be in a couple of weeks. So we're getting Kevin Owens versus Logan Paul. So, I mean, listen, we knew that this was going to happen. I-, I just don't understand why we had to waste weeks upon weeks to get to this point. It, it just it's so <laughs> odd to me. Now I get it. Part of it is you know, with WWE, they're thinking, okay, Logan Paul is not on the show weekly, so we need to buy some time and kill some time to get there. And what better way to do it than a freaking tournament? Right. And, and that's just how it is. Now, I will say, man, Kevin Owens and Logan Paul, that's a really fun, interesting matchup to have. I mean, you can't think of two polar opposites when it right. comes to right. just like just personas and attitudes, right? Kevin Owens. Style. Who's yeah. right? It's just the style and the character, right? So mm-hmm. it it fits. It fits very well. Um, and obviously, I'm sure Logan Paul is gonna. I mean, there's no doubt Logan Paul is going to beat Kevin Owens. Uh, there's no doubt in my mind, and he's gonna most likely walk into WrestleMania as champion. Uh, but if you can do this well, man, I mean, you still got what about three some odd weeks left to go until Royal Rumble to make this somewhat interesting. So um you know again the match i mean i can take it or leave it this whole tournament was kind of just weird i wish we could have just you know gotten straight into business you know what i mean instead of wasting time with this tournament i get it to an extent but man like kevin owens and logan paul could be fun to a lot of wrestling fans man just yeah. get just get straight into it we know it's gonna happen like why are we wasting time you know what i mean so but yeah man logan paul and kevin owens that has a tremendous just has a lot of tremendous potential um, and, and I'm definitely looking forward to it as I know a lot of people are looking forward to it and it's just all about making us care, you know, keep, keep building off of this, make this matchup worth our time. And that's it. Mm-hmm. So Brian, your thoughts, man, KO Logan Paul at the Royal Rumble, your thoughts, brother. Yeah. I mean, I, I expect it to be a good match and that's what I was kind of, <clears throat> you know, thinking about early, like, you know, does, does Paul lose here? Does he, you know, cause if he wins, he's definitely going to mania as, as champion. He's not going to yeah. lose before then. Um, <laughs> here's what I'll say about it, man. Like Logan Paul is one of those dudes where like, I, I don't have, like, I can go back to like, you know, when I'm like five, six years old, and, you know, thinking about whoever the hero was at that time, whether it be like a Hogan or a Macho Man or Ultimate Warrior or whatever, you know, and there was, he's like the fucking, you know what? I, like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to compare it to him, but Bobby Heenan, like the fucking weasel, like mm. just God damn it. I just want to like <laughs> choke the shit out of you. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that's, you, you can't teach it. No, he you, has no, it, right? He has it, you bro. can't teach it. He has it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where, like, like part of me, like, as, as an adult now, like, I understand the wrestling business, and yeah, it's money. It's it's to set up the next match and and whatever, mm-hmm. and you got to prolong the story. Mm-hmm. And I just, God damn it, I just don't want to see KO take an out of this dude. <laughs> but <laughs> it probably is, yeah, because um, it's best for business, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it, it's you know everything that Logan Paul has done thus far in 
inside the wrestling ring has impressed uh, all of us. Um, So KO is going to deliver. I think it's going to be a good match. You know, I I, I just wonder about the ending. Um, You know, obviously, I I would assume some sort of interference, cheatery or whatever, Mm because, again, it's just KO taking a clean L to Logan Paul. God damn it. Yeah, (laughs) I'm sure there's going to be something. I mean, Logan Paul has done that. He did that with Ricochet with him and his like his cronies and like giving him brass knucks. He's done that before with Rey Mysterio winning the United States Championship. So. Yeah, that would be uh that would be very dare I say ballsy to do to have KO just lose clean to Logan Right, Paul. right. That's what um, I'm saying. That's like the point. I'm like, you know, I, something's got to happen here like cuz I don't think I mean, I don't know. KO losing cleanly to Paul, you know, I I get it. You want the eyeballs and it's enter sports entertainment, but eh, yeah. I'm not buying that. Yeah. No, no. I I no, absolutely. Absolutely for real. And and one thing I really just was kind of odd about as well is again, kind of going back to what I said earlier, like the entire first hour, right? Outside of that little tease in the beginning which was great, which involved Roman Reigns asking mm-hmm. the question about the rock, which I love that. I love when yeah. shows start off like that. I think that's beautifully done. Um so that that was really really well done with Roman. He all he just does is laugh. He did the same thing on Twitter. Right. When he was at right after when Monday Night Raw day one went off the air shortly after, like an hour after. And all he does is tweet out a laughing emoji. And he pretty much just laughs to start off the show as he arrives to the arena. Thought that was very well done. But outside of that, man, like the entire first hour was dedicated to this match. Mm-hmm. And it just resulted in just freaking kevin Owens kind of a weird ending and yeah yeah a weird ending to a match and a knockout punch to logan paul which was cool but why not save that for the match itself like it's just like it's again it's like like, i I like that part of it just because it's one of those things where like because paul you know i feel like paul's had his run right like nobody's really nobody as of yet has really you know punched him in the mouth so to speak right you know yeah, I, I, or maybe because like, because here's the thing, like when it comes to matchups, like I'm not a fan of having too much physicality, right? Mm-hmm. Especially when it comes to with Logan Paul, I would have done something to where maybe Logan Paul would have like, you know, squandered his way like the weasel that he is away from <laughs> from Kevin Owens or something. You know, it's, it's like because because then as a fan, you're like, OK, like because Logan Paul pisses you off you need to see this dude get his freaking ass whooped. And the right. fact that he already just got punched in the mouth, you're thinking, okay, why do I need to feel the suspense of this guy getting his ass whooped? I just saw him get knocked out in the middle of the ring. So that's what well, I mean in regards to that. And yeah, Brian, I totally go, go hear, I totally hear you with that. And most, and just for me personally, like, like I liked, you know, just a little quick shot, you know, I liked it. Cause now what I'm expecting as, as me personally, the fan, yeah. whether he wins or loses is KO has got to brutalize this guy to some degree. You yeah know. yeah and maybe i don't know they could also like call an audible too they might make it some type of stipulation too uh, wwe's done that before in the past to allow some of that cheatery to happen right, right. maybe like a no dq or something i don't know um but yeah no i and i hear what you're saying like the moment was still pretty cool and it yeah. was funny you got logan paul talking shit and like Kevin Owens, he's just a guy that's just straight to the point. Like, I don't care about talking. I just want to beat the shit out of you. And he just punches him in the face. So, yeah, it was cool. I just would have saved it. Like, get people to like, oh, like, I want to see this dude get beat up so badly. Like, and that <laughs> makes you want to watch their matchup. Like, I need to see Kevin Owens just beat the living shit out of Logan Paul. And Kevin Owens is the guy 
realistically because of how just straightforward he is to do that uh, to a guy like Logan Paul. So that that's just where I, I'm it's just from. me. I, I'm already there. Like I'd be cool with Logan Paul every time he makes an, uh, an appearance this whole year. He's just getting his ass kicked. Right. <laughs> fine right. with me. It was still it was still cool for what it was. Again, I, I like I'm not. It's really like. It's, you know, I'm 50-50 with it. I would have yeah. saved it, but it was still cool for what it was. I just would have saved it to get people more intrigued to like, okay, I, I need to see Logan Paul get his ass whooped because I just can't stand this dude. So, but we'll see. It'll definitely be a really good matchup. Again, yeah. I, I do yep. like the the dynamic of these two going at it because how polar opposites that they are. It's just, you know, just just continue to make us care, man. That's, that's all I say. That's my one critique about it, man. It's just make us care for this matchup. And Logan Paul... Um, I know he's part-time and I know people don't, I know, especially now that Roman Reigns is more part-time than ever. You got two champions that are pretty much part-time on this show, but man, Logan Paul just, he, he, he makes this title as well as himself, just important, right? Regardless if you don't like him or not, but he's making himself and that title important and nobody else, honestly, Brian on that roster, because of how bad the mid card division has been as of late can provide that. Um, so yeah. we'll see what we shall see. I, I am looking forward to the matchup. I just hope that they continue to make me care about this, but we'll see we'll, we'll see yep. in the next couple of weeks, but let's get into the next topic, man. And that involves carrying cross. That's right, guys, carrying cross and a new stable, a new faction that has formed with, of course, his beautiful manager, Scarlett Bordeaux, but as well as AOP and Paul Ellering. That's right, guys. Yeah. Paul Ellering. The guy looks like he has still hasn't aged in fucking years. Know, it's freaking crazy. Uh, but it was so good. I, I can Paul. still picture him walking down with the Road Warriors and he looks right. I was just going to say, man, like I know I know a lot of like old school wrestling fans when you, you know, yep. we'll talk about the Road, Road Warriors and everything else. Right. Like, you know, like Paul Ellering as a manager is just so, so, so freaking good in this industry. So they came out and interrupted Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits, and I'm going to get to them in just a second. Um, so Bobby Lashley, he announces that he's he's going to be, or he, he announces that he's entering the Royal Rumble match. Okay, cool. Uh, the Street Profits are pretty much doing their same shtick like they were baby faces, but I guess they're just baby faces again. Um, it's very odd, the booking that Lashley and the Street Profits have been since they formed as a unit. Um, but then once that ended, freaking that's when Karrion Cross came out. But there was a little vignette that happened before the lights kind of went dim. Cross comes out, Scarlet Bordeaux comes out, and around the corner, it was beautifully done. Like the 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 uh, just the camera visual of it, like yeah. slowly around the corner behind Cross is Paul Ellering, and then you had AOP um, attack um, everybody from behind in the ring, which was Lashley and the Street Profits. Cross kind of picks up the pieces, lays out Lashley. So look, man. And I said this on our Facebook page. I've said this on social media already. Just listen, please don't fumble this. Please don't. Uh, because this man is too badass. This is too good for you to fuck up. But part of me feels like they are really going to because this company, <laughs> know, when it comes to cross, and again, like also another example, Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits. And we the had street, so much yeah, yeah. high expectations for this unit and they've done nothing. This company doesn't know what they're doing. They've been heel and face. I want to say already twice <laughs> already. So yep, it's yep. so, so yeah, like I like it. It's badass. It's got a lot of potential, but how much do we trust this company that they're going to get it right? Especially the booking of cross 
ever since he's been on the main roster, ever since he he made his return. He took out Drew McIntyre. He had a decent little feud with Drew McIntyre at the time and then calling out Roman Reigns. And then after that, man, just the inconsistency with Cross has, has skyrocketed through the roof. So look, man, just, you know, just don't fumble this, guys, please. This is too good, man. You've got Paul Ellering. And again, everybody's going to make it work, but it's how this company sets them up. You know, make this t- make this faction feel like a dominant faction. Do some shit backstage. Attack people backstage. Have them create chaos, right? Do some cryptic messaging. Like, do this shit, man. It's sitting in your lap. Like, please, Triple H, WWE, do not fuck this up. Because I swear to God, if they do, Brian, I am going to freaking lose my mind. Because if there's one person, because listen, I'm a big Karrion Cross supporter. And as, yeah, as I know no, a lot of people too. are too. as yeah. well, like from the beginning from NXT. And the guy just is a tremendous, tremendous talent. Yes, he's not the greatest technical wrestler, but he doesn't need to be, guys. Everything, the cake, the aura of Karrion Cross is what draws you. And then his mm-hmm. wrestling, because he's going to get it done in the ring. The wrestling is the icing on the cake, as well as everyone else involved with AOP. And I think the authors of Pain being a part of this with Paul Ellering. And, you know, obviously Cross is going to be like that main focal point of it, of all this. So, and the and authors of Pain are more of like the muscle, I guess, if you want to call it. Right. So it's a cool, it's a cool visual and, it, and it's badass and it can work. Just don't fuck it up, man, because we've already seen it with the Street Profits and Lashley. Because, guys, like, what are we doing with 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 this group with that with Lashley and the Street Profits? Like, I, I, you I don't tell understand. Me, man. I don't know. I I don't know what the aura of this group is. They're the same people, just wearing really nice suits, and they're nice suits. I'll give them that. <laughs> like, but but that's but that's it. I, I I don't understand like the aura and what this faction is supposed to be. Are they heels? Clearly, they're not heels. They've been playing the baby faces over the last several weeks, but that's the problem. It's just you put this team together for such a short amount of time, right? Because back in September, they were heels, and now you call an audible, and now they're baby faces. You can't. So that's what I mean. You can't. You're not allowing your fans to truly gravitate towards this group. And that's why I'm very hesitant about Cross and AOP. Is you know is the company truly going to put time and care into their booking? But we'll soon find out. So Brian, your thoughts, man. Cross AOP, Paul Ellering, all this stuff, man. Your thoughts, man. Take it away. I man, I, I do have a lot to say about this. I'll try to keep it short. And and you know what? Maybe I'll I'll start some controversy or piss some people off. But I I, I do think there's validity to this. Let's hear it. But so okay. I, months ago, if you remember, I had mentioned AOP on our podcast, like, you know, where have these guys been? And, you know, we had seen them years ago, and I, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure they were green to the business. You know, they needed to go, yeah. you know, establish them, get some seasoning, whatever. I, I, I don't know. But here they are again, and God damn it. I mean, they are fucking powerhouses, man. Like, um, I, I mean, I, I love to look at them, uh, <laughs> to look at them. <laughs> I, I love it i mean it's awesome that's why i, actually I know what watch you wrestling. i know we, like, we know what you mean bro we know what you mean bro it's all good it's all good but no they got the look i mean they're they're powerhouses like i don't know how good they are on the mic or whatever but again they're a tag team that does not need to be good on the mic you can put them with the manager 
And mm-hmm. if if these guys are not tag team champions somewhere down the road, I don't know what what or where or how that fucked up because mm-hmm. seemingly they it's right there for them. And within a tag team division in the WWE, you got this team. Like, come on, man. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So okay, Karrion Cross. I, I I like his shtick. Have liked it since he came back, and I agree with you with everything. You know, he came back with the clock and the TikTok, and mm-hmm. you know, and then nothing. Um, he's got I don't know. It seems like AEW is either afraid to fully pull the trigger or just not quite sure where to go with it. Because you know, he's got this mystique, mysterious kind of. You know, he talks in riddles sometimes or whatever. But then the riddles don't go anywhere. Like it's like like he mentions Rollins as if okay, I'm setting my sights on on Rollins. Dude hasn't sniffed anything near even coming close to Rollins in a year. You know what I mean? Like what the fuck was that? Yeah, yeah. Um. So there's that aspect. But now, okay, so you bring AOP back. Fucking Paul Ellering. Look, you know, I, I'm not saying he's the. Talent wise, and what he meant to the business, I'd say probably Bobby Heenan is the best ever. But just my personal favorite manager ever is Paul Ellering. Um, you combine him bringing that back, and again with the mystique and the aura that Paul Ellering has too, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you so you put all this time and effort into, and that was kind of like a special entrance, right? Like, oh, this is big, this is Paul, this is AOP, this is a new faction. And you have them come out there and attack the street profits. Again, I love like all three of those guys, Lashley street power. Look a year ago, what were we talking about? We talk about Cody Rhodes still, you know, writing the story, dude, uh, what's his name? They should have split up a year ago. Montez Ford. Think about the heights he was at, like in kind of going to a singles push a year ago at this time. And here we are, same street profits, you know, back and forth, face, heel, face, heel, Lashley doing the same shit. So, yeah, like, if if you want, you either A, should have built this new, you know, whatever organization, the, the hurt business, whatever street profit thing it is, you should have built them as such, as special, which you have not at all. Right. Or... Because now, you know, this new faction coming out to attack them, okay, what's it mean that these two mid-card people that you've had nothing for any of them in years are going to feud now? Okay. Like, my mm-hmm. my opinion on that was like, okay, if you're going to have this new faction, granted, I, I understand that maybe you can't just thrust them right into the main event picture, but I think you should have in this case because it's your fault of the fucking booking, but you have a team like this. I'm sorry. They should be facing the judgment day or the bloodline period. Like AOP solo Sokoa. I mean, are you kidding me, dude? (laughs) Like, give me that shit, man. Um, Mm -hmm. So I know the storyline and, and their characters haven't been built to that point, but to, to throw them out there against the street profits who you've done nothing with doesn't mean anything. Yeah, and, and I don't know. And if that's, it, so it's like a 50-50 thing with me. I, I love I love the pairing. I think it's, it could be great. Same, same. But we'll see. Yeah, same. And, and I don't know. And, and I don't know if it has anything to do with it. But the fact that Cross 
lost to Bobby Lashley from the United States Championship Tournament. I don't know if it has any relationship with that in regards to them being the first targets. Um, sure, sure. I, I don't. I don't know because again, Cross is pretty much the leader right. of this entire shtick, right? Yeah. So I guess if you want to add that to the fold, okay, I can understand that. But yeah, man, like Lashley and the Street Profits guys, like they have completely fumbled the bag on all. Yeah, three of they those really have, and, and I really don't have. think that's on on any of those three individuals at all. It's yeah, and then people want to make the excuse, but like, oh well, James, they're getting cheered. People are cheering them, but guys, they were heels. <laughs> they did. That's not two weeks booking. ago. <laughs> Three two weeks, week, right? Ago. Two weeks ago, they were heels, and now their faces because oh snap, the crowd doesn't want to boo these people because you haven't given them a reason to boo them. That's not good booking. <laughs> right? Come on, man, you got to read the room. That's what I mean, man, about fumbling the the bag, fumbling the ball. Right. It's little things yeah. like that. Sure. Yeah. People like Lashley and the Street Profits. But if you but if you don't understand the aura and the persona and the the drive of this faction, then what are they doing? Right. <laughs> that, that's just I don't get it, man. But listen, outside of that, um, I, I love the visual. It's badass with Cross mm -hmm. and AOP. Again, it reminds yep. me of Jim Cornette, Mr. Fuji. And Yokozuna back in the day, I think it's badass to have those two managers with Scarlett and Paul Ellering. Like it's there, man. Like they're yeah. all going to do their thing, but it's up to Triple H and in that company to truly make us care about them as a unit. Because history with Cross, and not on their side. <laughs> it's it's been it's been completely on the opposite side of the spectrum. Yeah, bro. yeah. But we'll see, man. We we shall see. But much much shout out to Carrying Cross. I've been a huge supporter of Cross. And it's so good to see him in that limelight. But now it's it's how they continue to prolong this, man. And we wish mm -hmm. I'll soon find out. But I'm looking forward to see what they do next for sure. But now let's get to the final topic of the show, which involves the triple threat match in the main event of SmackDown. This was to uh, set up a number one contender for Roman Reigns' uh, undisputed Universal Championship uh, to face him at the Royal Rumble. This involved AJ Styles, LA Knight, as well as Randall Keith Orton. So uh, the match was badass. I mean, for a triple yeah, threat match, yeah. this was honestly a, a decent, solid match. Nothing great, but it was a damn solid, good triple threat match for what it was. Um, you know, and then obviously, so Roman Reigns comes out as well as the rest of the bloodline, and they just they just beat up everybody. They they take out AJ Styles, they take out LA Knight, and they finish it off taking out Randy Orton. And Nick Aldis is uh, the general manager of SmackDown. Nick Aldis is at ringside the entire time, and he walks over to Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman's just like, what, what are you doing? Don't don't touch me. <laughs> Paul, dude, I love Paul Heyman. Uh, Paul Heyman also gave a really awesome freaking uh, promo backstage. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Talking about The Rock and how it's like, dude, it's like you, it's like you, Claire to sit at the head of the table. Dude, you haven't even been invited to the table. Dude, I loved, right, loved that right. line. You haven't even been invited to the <laughs> table. Dude, that, that that, I love that. that was absolutely good. love that. Paul Heyman is freaking tremendous. But anyway, um, so Nick Aldis, he's like, listen, Paul Heyman's like, don't touch me, bro. Like, what are you doing? As he's like approaching the ring as the, the bloodline Roman Reigns is celebrating the ring. They just took out everybody. And Nick Aldis is like, hey, listen, uh, tell, tell your guy uh, when he's done celebrating, that he's got a fatal four-way match at the Royal Rumble. It's going to be himself versus AJ Styles, LA Knight, and Randy Orton. 
for the WWE Undisputed Championship. And I love the visual of it. I will say, you got Paul Heyman that looks absolutely shook. And then you got the rest of the bloodline celebrating like they got everything figured out. So it was a really cool dynamic. I do respect that little aura, the way that the show went off the end. That was really, really cool. Now we get into the fact that reality kicks in and we're getting a fatal four-way match at the Royal Rumble. And the first initial thoughts, before I get to you, Brian, I'll try to make this short. Um, My first initial thoughts were, I'm like, okay, why? Because, listen, and I know we talked about it last episode, like, okay, the proper way you could do this to get to Rock and Roman at WrestleMania is like, just why not have Randy Orton defeat Roman Reigns? Because that feud, that story doesn't need a title involved, right? You can have Cody and Orton because again, Cody and Orton is just more intriguing and is the better matchup, more intriguing matchup than just putting Cody and Roman part two, again, as an ending to a match that we should have saw last year. Um, But you know, what the hell do I know? But anyway, but now the more I think about this, Brian, it's just none of that's going to happen anyway. Roman is still going to most likely retain this championship. And I'm okay with it being a fatal four-way match because the one thing I don't want, especially for Randy Orton, because that's what we expected. It was just going to be Orton and, and Roman mm-hmm. in a one-on-one mm-hmm. match. I don't want the image of Roman Reigns or of Randy Orton, I should say, Randy just being fed to Roman in a one-on-one match. And it kind of gives an excuse in regards to all three of these other participants because, I mean, unless they're going to be involved in the Royal Rumble match later on, you know, it's just like, oh, like they weren't a part of the Royal Rumble match because they all lost this match. And it's and it's a way to protect people like LA Knight. I'm sure Randy Orton's not going to take the pinfall. The one, the one blunder in this is that AJ Styles is probably going to be the the odd man out, honestly. Or it could be LA Knight, one of those two. Uh, Randy Orton is probably not going to take that pinfall. I would be shocked if Orton takes the pinfall. Um, but I, but I'm honestly, oh, I'm okay with it. If I'm being, because again, Roman's going to win the championship regardless. The only, the only blunder that I have is who is taking that pinfall? Because if it's AJ Styles, man, AJ Styles just came back and now, and he's, he's, we thought and he looks phenomenal. Heel. <laughs> and he looks he truly does, man. That yeah, no, absolutely tremendous. Yeah. But he just came back. He he turned on LA Knight. We're thinking, oh snap, AJ Styles heel turn. Now he's just playing this tweener shtick. Mm-hmm. Is that's what it feels like we're, what we're getting right now? Um and we put him in this fatal four-way, and he's gonna take the pinfall. So right away when AJ Styles came comes back, he's already losing. So that in of itself, I'll have to do more thinking about, but my, the more I slept on it, Brian, especially when it comes to Orton and even LA Knight, I'm okay with it because the last thing I want is to just have a one-on-one match and just have Orton just get fed to Roman. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah, you know? yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's just where I'm I, like, there's more positive that can, that you can do to protect all of these people. than than to have just Orton and Roman in a one-on-one match because LA Knight, Orton, and and, and AJ, they're not going to win the Rumble match. Honestly, I, I think honestly it, it it could be it's most likely the two odds-on favorites as of this point is Punk 
and you could throw a Gunther in there. LA Knight's not winning it. Roman Ray, or excuse me, uh, Randy Orton is not winning it. So if you want to throw all of them in this match and protect them in a way to where they don't lose anything, I'm honestly fine with it. But I can understand why people don't like it. And trust me, that was my first initial instinct. Why are we getting a fatal four-way match? They're Because they're all just going to lose to Roman anyway. But it's more for the case of Orton. You know, I'm okay with it not being a one-on-one match because I don't want one of them just getting fed to Roman and like, okay, well, now we just, what's next for them down the road, mm-hmm. you know? So that's though that's where I'm at. But Brian, I'd love to get your thoughts, man. Uh, your 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 thoughts of the main event itself and mm. this fatal four way we got coming up for the Royal Rumble. I'm just I, I'm here for the ride, man. Because I don't. <laughs> so initially, and I, I'm still kind of the same way. Like I I don't like the idea of the fatal four way. Just I don't know. Just because you know he has the title for so long and it's been built you know built up so much. I, I, I get why I, I, I get why, you yeah. know, to extend the story, you know, you have so much talent, you need to put them somewhere. I get it. Mm-hmm. But I just get, again, it just goes back to like, how much do we trust WWE? And yes, there's Endeavor run, you know, it's, it's different. I get it. But like, if this turns into like, I'm just going to smash them. And stack them, and he does that. What <laughs> he's going to stack yeah. all four of them, <laughs> three of them. Or, I mean, or he's already me, done three, it. To, three of them. To, excuse who me. Was three, it? it was Edge, and was it AJ? Was it Edge and AJ that he did that uh, too? Oh no, it was uh, it was Edge and Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So I don't know. You, you you got that aspect of it. Um, obviously, you can't have Roman losing the title after this long and a fatal four-way like come on man mm-hmm. um so he's not taking a pinfall he's not losing the title um you know from there like i just i man, I, I don't know I, I i don't know who takes a pinfall here i you know and, and then also another thing i expect as well is you know jimmy or solo are gonna get involved possibly Cody and the rock. <laughs> and then it just turns into this big, huge schmoz yes. of like yeah. eight people out there. That's, that's that, the fear. That's the fear. Right. This. Yeah. Um, so I don't know, man. Um, I, I think Roman's retaining. Um, if you're yes. going with this match and this is what you're doing for the rumble, I think that's the right call for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to throw this out there. Right. And this, this is the part like, or, or part of the thing I was going to say that that might, might rub some people the wrong way, but whatever. Endeavor is now part owner, right. Of, of this whole thing, this whole, all of WWE mm-hmm. for years, you know, Hulk Hogan is, is kind of a PR problem, right? <laughs> he just is. Now, I don't think this was the original intent by any stretch, but now that we're here and so close, you know, it would not shock me at all if if um, Roman retains to surpass Hogan. That's past Mania, whatever, just to get him yeah. off the record books. Because mm-hmm. going forward, the next 50 years... You're gonna see Roman's name. You're not gonna see Hogan's. Right. You know, you're gonna you're gonna market on Roman. You're not gonna market on Hogan. Um, 
so that's like business wise and long, long term. Again, I don't think that was the original intent by any stretch. But now that we're here, eh, maybe. Um, yeah. And when that comes down to, I don't know when he surpasses Hogan, um, but that means a lot of L's for Cody, The Rock, Punk. I don't know, man. I, I really don't know anymore. I I don't know. I mean, I'm t- I, I told people, man. We we said this, both of <laughs> yeah, us, just yeah. a year ago. I'm like that. Cody winning last year at Mania was yep. the right call to do, and now you're in this predicament to where. You know, now if you put, because again, guys, you know, we, we want to say that, oh, Cody Rhodes needs to fight uh, or needs to face Roman at Mania to finish a story. Guys, it's not even a guarantee mm-hmm. that he's going to win the matchup. So th- that's my point. Like, yeah, you can say, you know, The Rock is like, oh, because he's a part timer and he's 50 years old. Guys, think about this for, for a second. Forget Cody finishing the story. Right. Just forget all about that for a second. What is the bigger, most talked about, intriguing matchup as of right now? Is it Rock and Roman? Or is it Cody versus Roman part two? The same shtick, the same spiel that you did a year ago. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, man. People want right. to come at me. And I know me and you, Brian, and, and a lot of people in this wrestling community just have this weird now notion that now it's like that Cody Rhodes just has to finish his story quote-unquote he doesn't even if you if you go back to a lot of interviews that cody rhodes has done he doesn't even talk about the finishing the story quote right because he knows it because he knows brian it's he been can't he can't run that into the ground right he right. can't it's do that ra- right. he can't do that because he knows that it's been right. rammed into a wall and it's been exhausting because it should have happened already mm-hmm. and, and so so that's the case man and it's just it's an unfortunate situation with Roman still holding on to this title. And again, I love Roman. And every time he comes yeah. back and he reminds me of why I love, I just, I love the persona and I love everything about Absolutely. what he's doing as a character because he's that damn good, but he shouldn't, he should not be holding on to this title right now because everything leading up into this point has never called him holding on to the championship, not with the Usos, not with not even with the rock coming up this in the bloodline civil war nothing mm-hmm. because he's also been not dare i say even part-time i can't even call him part-time he's hardly even part-time this this past calendar year in 2023 so it's just it's unfortunate man but let, but let me ask you this let me ask you this do Go you ahead. think wwe endeavor because i truly do at, at, at this point that he's so so close to surpassing hogan Mm-hmm. Again, and Endeavor is not you know he does, Endeavor is not Vince McMahon. He you know he does not have you know a, a connection to Hulk Hogan like like Vince does, right? Mm-hmm. Do you think that they are willing you know to say I don't want to say sacrifice, but to stretch this out at least till past Hogan or probably next Mania? Do you think that's important enough right now for Endeavor? Again, this is looking big, big picture, because I think it does play into it to some degree. How much? I don't know. But I think they're willing to sacrifice a year of storytelling for decades and decades and decades down the future of pointing to Roman Reigns as the longest reigning champion ever. You know what I'm saying? And and I, I, I think that plays a part in it. 
in, in, in WWE's mind, yeah, I, I absolutely agree. I, I honestly yeah. believe that the length of this title, because that's, and I, we've been saying it too, the end goal of this company is to surpass that title reign from Hulk Hogan. That is 1,470 some odd days. So, right. and that's kind of, and, and, and I'm telling you, man, like that's, and it's just, I don't, but I don't understand from that aspect. The business side, I get it. You right. want to create, you want, you have this guy, Roman, he's your guy. Hulk Hogan was your guy back in the day. And now you need that next star to surpass, right? Just to evolve the brand, right? right Hulk Hogan right. was that guy back in the day. Roman Reigns is now the guy. You want to put him on that same pedestal as Hulk Hogan did when he held on to the title. But guys, like nothing about Roman and holding on to this title has called for him holding on to the title right, right. because of how of what he's been placed in. It's so, still like you go back to this, like I can even go back to Vince McMahon, right? Look, go back to early in his career. Roman Reigns was always supposed to be the guy. Oh, they yeah. tried to shove him down our throat as the baby face champion for years and years right. and years. He was always supposed to be this dude, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I know. Absolutely. I, oh, yeah. Since day one, right? Since, since day one, and 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 I've also said this too, and it's and it's a true statement to where you know Joe Anawai, the person behind Roman Reigns, you know, he walked into Vince McMahon's office that day and said, "Listen, you know, if we're gonna do this, man, like we can't keep doing this this fifty fifty baby face shtick like we got to right. change stuff and it's suffering because of roman suffering yeah no, enough of the suffering <laughs> oh, Tash. oh my god Ooh, you're world champion you're world right, champion right the shout Samoan, out to everybody shout out to everybody shout out to everybody that knows the suffering Tash <laughs> stuff but yeah man i mean yeah we, we knew from from the jump when the yeah. shield broke up and roman reigns was that solo star you knew that wwe looked at that looked at roman reigns and said that's the guy. And we're going to yeah. put everything in our power to make this dude the top star in the industry. Mm-hmm. And and now, because of the fact that we all love this new character, and I think that, that you know WWE is thinking, okay, maybe we can get away with it because of how good Roman Reigns is presenting himself right. yep. in this character. <clears throat> so it, it's just, listen, it's, it's great that Roman has this new aura of hit of as an entertainer because what he was doing before Brian and we've spoken about it like the suffering suck attached the baby face stick it was not cutting it he's we a heel that. he is he, a heel he is a heel yep. this is that's who he is at heart is being in that persona mm-hmm. but now the problem is is that now you're starting to see now you're truly once again starting to see the writing on the wall where everything comes back to what WWE has been trying to do for years. And that has been trying to take this guy and push and and give this dude the rocket and push him as the guy in the company. But the problem is, is that it's now doing more harm. Well, I shouldn't say doing more harm, but it's also doing some harm to storytelling and character development and everything else Outside of Roman Reigns, people like Cody Rhodes, people like LA Knight, and everyone else in that locker room. And, and, and I think that's what rubs us, you know, most fans the wrong way is that we all see it. And they, you know, the wrestlers themselves probably all know it. They, that, yeah, I'm sure they do. That mm-hmm. we all see that all of this, and I get, I mean, it was the same when Hogan was or Stone Cold. Yes, to some degree, the, the business itself and WWE is revolving around Roman, right? Yeah. Whoever is at, 
that holding that title at the head of the table to some degree, a lot of degree, that is true. Um, but yeah, so everybody sees like we're everything is just to get this one guy to this one point mm-hmm. and everything else kind of be damned or fall by the wayside or whatever. That's the rub, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So listen, man, you know, we talked about it before, you know, leading into mania, there's still a lot of good problems to have. And, you know, and now it's all about, you know, can WWE do what is right to execute those problems? You know, there's a lot of good, it's like, it's like, Hey, like, where do we place who do we place this person in the main event? Do we place this person in the main event? So there's a lot of good stuff to look forward to. Right. And And everybody we're talking about is at the top, top, top of the wrestling industry. Absolutely. WWE is in going into WrestleMania. WWE is actually in a decent place right now. Mm -hmm. And and that's what I want the main message to be. And I want to make sure to everybody watching that that's what that's, that's just the reality. And that's just, you know, what's what we know is, is happening right now is that WWE is in a good place right now. They got a lot of good star power with LA Knight, Cody Rhodes, but it's how they execute everything. You know, there's a lot of good problems to have, but can you execute those problems and put everybody in the right place? where they should be so but we shall see man but thank you guys so much for tuning in to this our second episode of season number four also tonight guys make sure that you guys stay tuned by the time this episode comes out we will be at aw collision tonight so we'll be a lot of content and stuff being posted as well on our tiktok and instagram and even on our facebook page as well uh me and brian will be at the show having a good time our first aw show um, ever, uh, ever since AEW has been a thing. So it'll be a fun, a fun, decent time in collision. It'll be tonight um, at the Bojangles Coliseum here in Charlotte, mm-hmm. North Carolina. So that'll be a good time. So we'll be posting content. So make sure you guys stay tuned for that on our social medias. Uh, but thank you guys, man, for tuning in. Once again, if you haven't checked out our one-year anniversary episode uh, just this past Thursday, it is on our YouTube channel right now. Make sure you guys subscribe to our YouTube channel as well as follow us on Instagram and TikTok. That is Ruthless underscore talks. Make sure you guys watch our season four premiere. And of course, as always, make sure you guys stay tuned for more content and more professional wrestling chaos to come. Brian, before we end things, man, your final thoughts. Yeah, just excited for the show tonight, man. If if you're listening to this around the Charlotte area, if you got tickets, man, you know, you happen to see us, give a shout out. Um, hope to see some people out there. Absolutely. Just looking forward to it, man. Um, and again, thank you, everybody who's subscribed and, and listened and watched, man. Appreciate all of you. And uh, we're just getting started here in 2024, man. So here we go. Absolutely, man. Just getting started, man. We're on. We're officially on the road to WrestleMania. Yeah. We also got AEW. You know, they're producing a lot of good stuff as well. We'll be talking more about AEW. But yeah, man, the best is yet to come on this platform in 2024. So, but that is going to do it for today's episode, everybody. My name is James Porcelli. I'm Brian Thomas. And until next time, and there will be a next time, your boys are signing off, saying salutes. Peace out. And take care, everybody. Tell us all to